Hey, everybody, and welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Mackey Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths. I'm your host. Dustin, how are you doing today? Good, Bryn. How are you doing? Excellent. Thank you. Hey, let's talk about different types of energy. Where do you want to jump in on this one? I thought we could talk today a little bit about the, uh, you know, nuclear uh, uranium sector. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty big industry in Canada, especially Saskatchewan. And um, so we could have a little discussion about that today. Now, is this bouncing back? Because obviously back in 2011 in Japan uh, with the Fukushima plant, it, it's really it's really had a tough time getting up off the mat. Uh, but it looks like there's uh, it looks like there's some promising things on the horizon. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been a sector that it re- really has been on cruise control since, uh, uh, you know, 2011 with, with, uh, what happened in Fukushima, um, that really industry back, um, you know, Japan was one of the growth areas for, for nuclear and they basically stopped, uh, building new reactors when that happened. Um, on, on the bright side, you know, there's, there's about 55 reactors on the go right now, uh, virtually all of them in Asia. Um, and, and you combine that with, um, a Biden presidency coming in in January 2021, um, where uh, the, the climate change is going to be a major focus and nuclear uh, growth may be on the table again in the U.S. Of course, they haven't built a reactor in, in 40 years in, in the United States. So um, that could be a huge uh, catalyst for the industry. And of course, when you, when you look at uh, uranium uh, or nuclear, it's hard to talk about uranium without talking to, you know, talking about Canadian based, uh, Cameco, which is based in, uh, Saskatchewan. Right. Uh, of course, Saskatchewan having a uh, massive, uh, uranium, uh, reserve. So if, if you look at the, uh, the market worldwide, uh, every year about 50 million pounds of, uh, uranium are used and, and three countries account for about 70%. So it's, it's, uh, it's a very concentrated industry. Kazakhstan's the number one producer. It's produced about 40%. And then uh, between Canada and Australia, they're about 15% apiece. So uh, Canada is a really uh, large contributor to the overall uranium industry um, through Cameco. And, and there's a, you know, a burgeoning uh, u- uranium junior exploration uh, uh, f- focused, uh, a lot of companies focused on finding uranium in Canada as well. So it's a good, good uh, niche industry for our country and it produces a lot of revenue for uh, all, all levels of government. When I was in Europe at the World Junior Hockey Championship a year ago, I noticed in the Czech Republic and also uh, in some of the other countries around them that, that going to reactors was, uh, was welcome, not basically looked down upon because they feel it's way safer than it ever used to be. And I thought to myself, I'd never really considered that for Canada, whether or not we would go that route. Right now, it's, uh, you know, we're big on uh, electrical power, coal, we're still coal power in some places, but is this the, is this, is this going to be our future, do you think? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, y- nuclear energy has always been around in Canada, you know, that, that whole complex north of Toronto, Ajax, Pickering, Ontario, uh, hydro gets a lot of their power from nuclear energy. And, uh, I, I think it's been done safely, you know, despite, uh, Chernobyl three mile Island in, in 1980, um, and, and Fukushima most recently in 2011, there's been very few nuclear, um, problems with nuclear energy in, in the form of meltdowns or, or partial meltdowns. The problem is when they do happen, it is, you know, a disaster on a global scale. 
because yeah. the the, the um, radiation escapes into the atmosphere and nobody can escape that. So um, I think that there's new technology coming down the pipeline, which uh, is going to make nuclear energy not only a growth sector again, but a lot safer. And, and Canada actually is at the forefront of some of that research. So, uh, and, and a new technology has to do with mini reactors. Um, so the idea is that, you know, you could put a little mini reactor in Lethbridge or, uh, Brandon, Manitoba or, uh, you know, uh, Trois-Rivières and, and power an entire city rather than these large industrial complexes that have, have higher risk of a, of a meltdown. And, and I don't see why, you know, that couldn't be deployed, um, you know, on a, on a national and, and global scale. I mean, you have uh, nuclear submarines and you have nuclear uh, air, aircraft carriers, uh, which have their own uh, power source right on board. So I, I think that that technology is coming. It, it may just take the United States to, to lead the way and, uh, and start, um, you know, installing some of those mini reactors. I, I don't think the technology is quite there yet from a cost standpoint. Um, but certainly when you look at uh, the uranium and the nu- nuclear energy sector from uh, standpoint, I think, I think the future demand could, could bode very well for uh, a company like Cameco in Saskatchewan. You know, it, it's, uh, I, I've never seen it, but if you've ever seen the byproduct of uranium, it's called yellow cake. And, and it basically um, the, uh, you know, a, a five gallon pail, a yellow cake will get compressed into a little pill and that pill at, I, I haven't verified this for certain, but that pill can, uh, you know, run an entire reactor. The, the potential for producing energy from nuclear, uh, you know, from a low carbon perspective um, is, you know, huge. And, and if Canada, obviously from a supply perspective through, through uh, our uranium deposits, but also if we can harness that technology and become an exporter of, uh, you know, these, these uh, either large or mini reactors, I think it, it would be a real growth industry for our country. Do you get a lot of call on this? Are people now starting to inquire a little bit more than they used to? Well, it's, it's been a dead sector for a decade, so I'm starting to look at some of these companies again, particularly Canico. Yeah. Um, you know, the shares haven't moved in, in 10 years, and they've recently broken out of, um, uh, you know, uh, a gap or a, a narrow band that they've been in. They were at, you know, between 10 and $15 for the longest time. And they've recently broken out in the last three weeks here to, uh, you know, 17, $18. So wh- whether that keeps going or not, I think it's, it's maybe a little far done in the short term, but certainly if, if I was looking at that sector, uh, I would only look at the one name, uh, and that would be Cameco. Yeah, certainly a well-known name across the country. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, how can they reach out? Uh, give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, or you can reach me on my email, dlamontang at com. Hey, tell everybody, too, what the website is. com, and, uh, you know, you can reach me 24-7. I, I know. I've tried that, and, it, and you're absolutely right. You are 24-7 all on all of this stuff thanks for your time on this one we've got another great topic coming up on our next podcast and we'll talk to you soon okay thanks Brian. all right this has been making sense with dustin lamontang from mackie research capital my name's bryn griffiths and thanks for listening <laughs>